Brian is back. The Brian Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. On every level of government, I've never seen so much. That is Biscayne Bay Chief Officer Arena Bag. And on that note, I mean, the, the recovery in the Bay is, is great. But as I referenced at the onset of the show, yesterday in particular, some days are bad. Like, to give you an idea, there's a lot of trash that gets in our waterways after big storms. Kind of get used to that. Things that blow off of docks, off of people's boats, sometimes yards, you name it. And then there are times that it's just awful, I guess, because people are out enjoying things. And yesterday seemed to be one of those days in particular. Just the amount of garbage pulling out of our waterways. We definitely need to do better. But anyway, um, all right. So about our state, about politics for a moment. Last week we talked about this. You had USA Today and so folk that was out with the first accredited polling of 2022. We've had a, a lot of pollings been done over the past year, but of course now you you're, you start getting down to brass tax time. We're heading into the actual season itself as we'll get ready for the primaries here. And, oh, uh, well, where do we sit? Here to talk about it, Barry University's Dr. Sean Foreman. You may follow him at Dr. Sean Foreman on Twitter. How are you, Sean? Hey, Brian, I'm doing fine. How are you? Yeah, yeah, likewise. <laughs> all right, so you, you got some candidates in Florida that look like they're doing better than fine. They all, by appearances, uh, are, are Republicans at this point. What do you make of the uh, polling? Well, you know, I, I'm not too surprised. Uh, I read your blog, and, and it's well noted that this is the first poll of the year, 2022, uh, on Florida major races, um, that we seem to have fallen off the spotlight as they're looking at some other states first. So this is the first one of the year, but it is consistent with the polls last year. No surprises. Uh, DeSantis has a comfortable lead in polls and fundraising. Doesn't matter whose opponent is. I think it's Marco Rubio that, uh, you know, we might have to watch out a little bit more. Uh, the polls showed that he has a good lead as well, not as much as DeSantis. But Val Demings, his potential opponent, is less known, so maybe she can close the gap there. Um, but, you know, really no surprises there. DeSantis is is popular in Florida for what he's doing. Below 50%, but he won at 49%. He could win again at 49%. You made some good points there, including the Rubio analysis. You know, I talked to Senator Rubio on Friday and asked him about this. He said, I don't pay any attention to the polls. They can be wrong. They have been wrong. And he definitely seemed like he was focused on Val Demings and specifically, you know, touting his support of the endorsement of, of almost all sheriffs across the state of Florida and pretty much everybody who's all. No, and, and he shouldn't. Uh, you know, Rubio's been in the public eye longer uh, than than DeSantis by a few years. But, of course, being in the Senate, having national profile, having run for president, having his run-ins with Trump over the years, both positive and negative, uh, from the campaign and as a senator with Trump as president. All of that, what I'm trying to say is Rubio has more baggage for better or for worse, that the voters of Florida know him, know his name, have more value judgments of him than, than they do of DeSantis. So Sean, then you take a look at the governor's race that uh, you had referenced. And so Governor DeSantis shows solid leads against both of the leading challengers in hypothetical matchups against Charlie Crist 
and also against Nikki Freed. Uh, however, there is a notable difference, a five-point difference between Christ and Freed. And I always think that's interesting within a, a same survey group that you have that big of a difference. Has Nikki Freed pretty much lost everybody this side of her hardcore base? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about her uh, and polling in the past. And, and Brian, I'll have to listen to your uh, Rubio interview from Friday. I missed that one. And I know we're here talking about politics, but I have to add, I I was fortunate to uh, go on a boat out of Biscayne Bay yesterday and be out near the Keys, and it was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, We good. didn't have the garbage. I, I agree with what you're saying at some places, but yay, the bay was looking nice yesterday. Um, but, you know, uh, back to the issue at hand, Nikki Freed is trying everything. Uh, she any, any chance she has to attack the governor, you know, even things that are a little bit wowed, Nazi comparisons and other uh, extreme comments gets her some national news attention, but doesn't make a difference in the polls. So, uh, you know, I think she has potential. She does have that Democratic base, as you mentioned, um, but it's hard for her to kick out beyond it. Um, so, y- y- you know, she she looks good on paper for for a candidate for Democrats, but for some reason she's just not gaining traction. And Charlie Crist is better known and better positioned even in a Democratic primary right now. Well, and then you start taking a look at geography across our state. You might imagine that you, if you're going to win, have to win at home. And when you see Charlie Crist with leads all across the state, including here in South Florida, that speaks volumes, which is especially true of State Senator Annette Tadeo, who is the third, you might consider, fully credible candidate in that race. But it looks like her campaign's going nowhere at this point. What do you make of it? Right. Nowhere yet. Uh, they, she's uh, limited where the others aren't uh, today because she's a state senator and they're not able to raise money during legislative session. And she was already starting in third place. You know, I, 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 again, I see a, the need for her candidacy as a Latino woman from South Florida uh, and the experiences she brings that make make a good discussion. But at the end of the day, it looks like maybe, maybe she pulls votes away from Christ and helps Freed or they divide it up between Freed and Tadeo as the anti-Christ, and Christ sort of sweeps through with the plurality, the way things are looking right now. Again, you're right. Christ is better off in Broward and Dade County than these women who are from those counties. So that's a bad sign for them uh, trying to win this nomination. Yeah, no doubt. And you then kind of take a look at the overall landscape. Do you think that the, the favorable first glance at this election cycle is as much to do with the changes in demographics and and specifically voter registration demographics in in Florida as we have entered our first election cycle Mm -hmm. with Republicans holding a net lead in voter registration in in Florida? Or is this more a a product of the overall political climate, which at this point looks like it, it has the potential to be a wave type of an election for Republicans? I think it's the overall climate. Republicans have been winning elections in Florida for the past 20 years, even when they had less registered voters. Right now they've uh, passed and registered voters. I'm sure that's the, the rest of the story to be examined is uh, whether it was legitimate or not, or whether these claims of uh, switching senior citizens' vote status in Miami is legitimate or not. But nonetheless, it's not about the numbers. It's about the political climate. It's about uh, independence. Uh, non-party people in Florida tend to break um, Republican when it comes down to it. And a lot of it seems to be about uh, economic freedom.
in the state of Florida that the DeSantis uh, administration is forefront in promoting. Anything in particular you have your eye on politically early this year? Uh, you know, I'm I'm watching to see what happens with with Russia and Ukraine, uh, as you've been talking about earlier in the hour. Uh, what ha- so international? What happens uh, with China? What happens with um, supply chain and and global inflation? So I think that's where we're looking right now. Uh, unless or until there's something that happens in the United States domestically that puts people on the streets again. Right now, it's an international focus. Got it. Okay. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. Really appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's Barry University's Dr. Sean Foreman at Dr. Sean Foreman on Twitter.